0: Good evening. Can everybody hear me? We good? All right. Nice to see everybody here tonight. I know we're few, but we're mighty in spirit, right? Amen. Just a couple of announcements I want to remind you of. Uh, Love Lone Grove Day is this Saturday. uh, 8 to 1, I believe. Anybody confirm that? eight to one yes and we have cut off donations moving forward so if it's still at your house you're gonna have to wait till next year or dump it off to Goodwill or somewhere else so thank you for your support in this and I would encourage you we still have a list to sign up to come and minister Saturday to come help with the garage sale and handing out lunches and backpacks, that kind of thing. Any help would be greatly appreciated. A reminder that we also need help with door greeters and uh, the help desk, youth ministry, uh, concession stand. So anybody that would be interested in that, uh, let one of the deacons Chasen, or I know. Uh, Heart to hearts coming up on the 16th and men's breakfast on the 20th. I'd like to pray right quick, and we'll go ahead and get started. Lord, thank you for this opportunity to be in your house, and I just ask you to bless each and every person that's here, Lord, and just bless Julie and the team that's up here, Lord, that you would just usher in a mighty move and a sweet, sweet presence of your Holy Spirit, Father. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Why don't y'all stand while we worship? Father, we just want to welcome you into this place tonight, God. Father, we welcome you not only into the building, God, but into this place, into this vessel, Lord. Father, I pray tonight that you would just give a fresh outpouring of your anointing on each and every person that's here, God. Father, I pray for the Holy Spirit to just take control of this service, Lord, and just lead us in new places, God. Just envelop us with your presence. In Jesus' holy name, we pray. Amen. Lord, oh, yes, God.
2: You give a life, you are loved. overwhelmed. Give me vision to see things like you do. And God, I look to you. You're where my help comes from. Give me wisdom. You know just what to do. And I will love you.
1: to you tonight, God. Father, I just want to humble myself at your feet, Lord. I want to lay down today's burdens, tomorrow's worries, Lord. Father, I just want to praise your holy name and connect with you one-on-one tonight, God. In the best way that we can say it is to say, Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Father, we adore you. Hallelujah, Father, you are worthy of our praise.
0: Praise Him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. You are holy. You are worthy, Lord. We glorify You, Lord. We magnify You, Lord. You are high and lifted up. Thank You for Your sweet, sweet presence. Thank You for Your love. Thank You for Your kindness towards us, Lord. Lord, we don't deserve it, but You give it freely, Lord. Father God, thank you, Lord. You know, as I was asked to do this earlier in the week, I was reminded of something that God had spoke to me Sunday while we were. You can be seated, David. (laughs) I was reminded of something Sunday that the Lord had spoke to me during worship and I kept feeling like God was telling me it's not time to say that yet, it's not time to say that yet, because I was sitting there hoping that somebody would give a tongue, and that was the interpretation, but now I know that it was meant for tonight, and God's timing is, is good all the time, so I'm encouraged in knowing that I would have this opportunity and that it was the right call for me to not say anything Sunday, that's... That's an encouraging thing to know that you, that you did what the Lord wanted you to do. Amen. So let's start tonight and look at some of the prayer requests. As many of you know, uh, Mama Betty passed away Monday evening. That's why Faith and Alan obviously aren't here tonight. So please keep that family in your prayers as they are going through the loss of a loved one. I know many of us have gone through that. A couple of years ago, we lost Courtney's mama. That's that's not an easy thing to go through. So please, please be lifting them up, encouraging them. Uh, I don't know if the ladies have got anything together to possibly provide food for a couple of days or uh, what the funeral arrangements look like. I want to say they're doing kind of a private uh, service. So just any word of encouragement that you can offer them, I'm sure would be appreciated. Uh, the prayer list is out there for anybody that would want it. I'd like to add a, a name to it myself. My boss, uh, his son's been having a lot of trouble eating, lost a lot of weight. Uh, he's seen several doctors. His name's Taylor uh, Baderka. He's, uh, they thought maybe it was a post-COVID thing because he'd had that back six months ago or so, but now they're thinking maybe it's a autoimmune disease. And they're just trying to figure out what's going on. So if you could be praying for him that, that God would fix whatever's going on because we know he knows better than the doctor knows, but that they would have wisdom in the situation as well. I'd like to give you the opportunity, if anybody else has something they'd like to add, that we can pray with you tonight. Anybody? Everybody's good? Well, we might as well just go home if everybody's good. (laughs) No. uh, I guess another thing, be praying for... LaDonna and those that are going to be up here Saturday, that we would have a smooth operation, that everything would go well, that the Lord blesses, and that he gives opportunities for ministry other than just the things that are being given away, that there would be chances to speak life into some of these people that are going to be in the building that otherwise wouldn't be here. I mean, if we're giving backpacks and stuff away, that's going to draw a different crowd than is here tonight. So, it's a wonderful opportunity. Well, if nobody else has anything to add, we'll go ahead and pray. Thank you, Lord, for uh, your power, your healing ability. And I just thank you that each and every need that's on the list, Father, that you would... Just supernaturally intervene for each and every person. Lord, you know their need better than we could. And you're the great physician. You placed everything in order, and you know exactly where it goes back together when we're when we're not in order, Father God. So I just pray that you would touch and heal each and every situation, God. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Amen. So what I have to talk to you about tonight is the fact that God has not changed. A lot of things have changed in this world and even since I've been alive, which that's only been 27 years, but I was talking before service with some of the youth over there. We were talking about the last time that I'd been to the Science Museum in Oklahoma City because we took Timothy up this last weekend for his first time. The last time I was there, was when they had the Titanic exhibit, and that's been 15, 20 years ago. So it's funny how time kind of slips by, even as a relatively young person, that 15, 20 years just kind of goes. But God's been around a lot, lot longer than 27 years, and he's not changed, and I'm here to tell you he's not going to change. His plan and his purpose is the same There we go. So let's start off in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8. It says that Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. That pretty much covers it, doesn't it? Right. Yes. Yesterday is forever in the past. Today is our present. The Word says He's our present help. That's an amazing thing. And forever and ever and ever. All the way into eternity because we know that we're going to live forever, so we need him forever. I got a few things to talk to you about tonight, a few specific areas that haven't changed and how they relate, I think, to kind of our current situation. As we all know, pastors last week was this last week and that uh, that leaves a void here, but God hadn't left, He's still the same. He still expects the same from us. So let's continue into this. The first thing, God's plan hadn't changed. From the foundation of the earth, He set into, plan, into motion a plan. A perfect, perfect plan. You know... Our plans don't always go according to the way that we set out. <laughs> they sometimes get a little messed up in the middle and don't end up how we'd like. But God's plan, it doesn't change. It's going to come to pass exactly the way that he saw it, exactly the way that he planned. And I think that's a, that's a very encouraging thing when we're going through a time of struggle, a time of hardship, to know... The God saw that. He knew it was coming. He planned for it. He's got the way of escape. Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And from the beginning, He's had that same plan. He created the world with His plan in mind. He knew what we would need to live on this earth. He created the trees so that we could have the oxygen to breathe. He created the fish so that we could go out and have something to do on a Saturday afternoon as long as it's not too hot or windy. But he created those things too. He knew we would need heat, warmth. He knew we would need the wind. Each and every little detail, the minute things he planned for because he knew what we needed. And he also knew that we would fail. He also knew that Adam was going to eat that fruit, that we were going to fall, and he knew that he was going to have to send his son Jesus. I wouldn't say to fix the plan, but to make the plan perfect. Because he knew we were going to mess it up. Psalms 33:11 says the plans of the Lord stand firm forever. The purpose of his heart is throughout all generations. So just like we talked about in Hebrews, the past, the present, the future. Just because you're a different age than me or I'm a different age than the youth that are out there, God's plan is the same. He has the same purpose, the same Big umbrella for everybody that's a believer. (coughs) Excuse me. So I want to talk to you just for a minute about what I believe God's plan for my life is. At one point, I was uh, in the IPHC, Pentecostal Church, and I had gone into their licensing program, and they have... uh, Three different levels, basically. There's a local church license, which is for like a Sunday school teacher, someone who might teach kids' church, that kind of a thing. And then there's the pastor's license, which is to be a senior pastor type of role. And then on top of that, they have your ordination, which they require for senior pastors after a certain point of time. I'm sure that the AG has a similar... uh, structure system that pastors go through. And as I was going through that program, I got past the first step, and then I started to do a little preaching here and there my father-in-law's church. At that time my dad pastored a church in Seminole, and I got to fill in here and there, and pretty soon I figured out that that wasn't what God wanted me to do. He wanted me to keep with that first level, that local minister's license to be just a Sunday school teacher, just a children's pastor. And what God spoke to me one day was that I was to be a pillar in the church. I wasn't supposed to be the one running the show. I was supposed to be one of the ones holding it up, lifting people up, encouraging people. So that's what I'm trying to do tonight is to encourage you that God still got this. Know your purpose and fulfill it to the best of your ability. A little bit about how I got here. I went to college at East Central, got my accounting degree over there, and one of my uh, counselors said, hey, there's a job down in Ardmore, why don't you put in your application? So I did. And I fought God. I said, I don't want to go down to Ardmore. They have the highest crime rate in the state. They are nowhere close to anything. It's in the middle of nowhere, two hours away from anybody that I know. I don't want to do that. And then on the drive down here to the interview, man, God just really touched me. And I could see see that it's what I was supposed to do because... The first few years of my life I grew up in Tulsa area and I kind of wanted to move back there. There was more job opportunities and maybe better pay but that's not what God's plan was. So I am really, really glad to be here fulfilling the purpose that I believe He has for me. So all that to tell you, God's plan hadn't changed. It's not going to change. Just like pastor talked about Sunday God's plan for his life's always been the same sometimes we might do a little variation we might try to do it our own way but God's always going to rope us back in try to get us back on that path doing what he wants us to do the next thing that I believe doesn't change is God's power man I am grateful for that my uh, my mom was raised in the Church of Christ, and those people don't understand the power of the Holy Spirit. Those people don't understand the power of God that it's still in operation today. A lot of them believe that when the apostles died out, that that was it. And my goodness, I'm glad we don't live in that reality <laughs> because I need God's power. I need His authority. I need His presence. (laughs) Without it, without it, what would we do? What would the plan matter if He didn't still have the power to fulfill it? So Isaiah 40, verse 28, it says, Have you not known, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, the Creator, of the ends of the earth. From that foundation he created the ends of the earth. From the beginning he had the plan. Neither faints nor is he weary. His understanding is unsearchable. So God doesn't get tired. He doesn't get weary. We have to rest and even in fact God rested and he, he commands us to. But just because he rested doesn't mean he got tired. Just because he rested didn't mean he wasn't in full power, that he wasn't in full command. So I encourage you, when you get tired, when you get weary, lean on him. That's where our help comes from. It says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. You want to know how you make the Lord happy? Praise him. Worship him. Okay, so just to prove to you, God's power hadn't changed. When the earth began, it didn't begin without Him. He created. That's power right there. God delivered the Israelites many, many times. So in the Old Testament, He still had power. He still operated in authority. In the New Testament, Jesus healed many people, for example, the woman with the issue of blood. God still had power in the New Testament. He operated and did many miracles, many, many things. And I'll tell you what, God still has power today. You know, my, my mama was told she couldn't have kids. She had three miscarriages in total. Two before me, I was born, and then there was one between me and my my sister, And then I have another sister younger than her. So don't tell me that God doesn't still have power. Don't tell me that he can't still do mighty things. Because when the doctor told my mama that she couldn't have kids, she went to God because she knew the source. She knew where her help help comes from. And in my own life, there's been many instances where I've needed that power because We can't do it on our own. We're foolish to try. God doesn't change. (laughs) He has the power to do what He wants, when He wants. It's not our timing. If we were in control, we'd mess it up. See, we have this uh, happy meal mentality. We want to go to McDonald's, go up to the drive-thru window, say, hey, I want this, this, and this pull up, 10 seconds later, give them your card, pull up, 10 seconds later, oh, here's your McDouble or your Big Mac with fries. I'm not personally a Big Mac fan, but to each their own. <laughs> so we live in this society where I want it now, now, now. I'm sorry, David, do you like Big Macs? <laughs> no. I've never seen one of But we got to realize that God's timing is a little different than ours. Like I was talking about earlier, I've only been here for 27 years. God's been around a lot longer than me. And He knows a lot better than me how things are going to work out because He created the plan. He sent it in motion. I just try not to get in the way. (laughs) Do what He tells me to do. So we talked about how his plan hasn't changed. We talked about how his promise hasn't changed, or his power. The last one, I just told you, his promises haven't changed. If there's something that God's promised you, I encourage you to hold on to that. He's not, gonna, he's not, he's not slack concerning his pro- promises, as we're going to read here in just a second. He's not, he's not going to change his mind. If he told you something, he's going to do it. Today we have contracts and all kinds of legal agreements, and it seems like the lawyers always find a way to get out of them. Here a while back, we went over the, the blood covenant with the kids, and I had never really studied in depth what a lot of that meant. And it was so amazing to see just how much the people that entered into a blood covenant relied on each other. It was basically life and death. Like, they were family at that point. They served each other. They fought against the enemy with each other. They traded with each other. They sowed seed in the fields together. It was like they were one people almost. And... Excuse me. This is not this is not my normal. I'm not I'm not used to this. I'm used to somebody this tall that I'm talking to that goes like this. No noise is like I don't even know what's happening right now. I'm used to hey, you over there, be quiet. Hey, turn around. <laughs> That's my comfort place. <laughs> I was telling Courtney here a while ago. I said, you know, I really like having the kids because even though they're loud and talk and don't always pay attention, at least I feel like I'm enough bigger than them that if I really had to tell them to settle down that they would listen to me. With maybe a youth kid that's as tall as I am, I don't know, they might just look at me funny and say, no, I ain't doing that. So let's go ahead and look at this scripture here. 2 Peter three nine says, The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So it might take a little while for that promise to be fulfilled, but it's going to. It might not happen when you want it to, but... God probably knows something you don't. <laughs> he probably knows a lot that we don't. <laughs> when we get to thinking we know more than we really do is when we get in trouble. As Jeremiah 29, 11 says, he has good plans for us, plans to prosper us. Those promises that uh, don't change Those stand from the beginning of time to the end of time. And if you read the Word and you study, you can see how to apply those to your life. Because most of those promises, if you look down or up a verse or two, it'll probably tell you what you need to do. A lot of them are conditional. It'll say, I'll do this if you do this. We don't like to hear that part. God doesn't change. His promise is still good. We may not be doing what we're doing or what we should be doing. And that's when we think, well, maybe God did go to sleep or maybe God did go away or maybe God is dead. Maybe he doesn't exist. No, if you get yourself lined up, that promise is going to come true. It may not happen immediate. It may not be that happy meal, instant gratification, but it's coming keep pressing in, keep serving, keep doing what you're supposed to be doing, and it's going to happen. So why are we talking about this? Why are we here tonight? I believe that God doesn't change. The Word tells us He doesn't. And I, I want to encourage you guys in that tonight because we're going through a change of season we're going through, I don't know, some might call it a test or whatever, but something different is happening. A stirring is happening. And it's important to realize that God's plan hadn't changed. He has a perfect plan, He has the power to make it happen, and that power is never going away. He has the promise that he's going to follow through with that plan. Those three things go hand in hand. If you didn't have the plan, what would the power of the promise mean? If you didn't have the power, you couldn't fulfill the plan. If you didn't promise it to anybody, what would it be? It would be null and void. So what do we have to worry about when we know that God's in control, that he's got everything laid out, We just have to follow him. Let's look at Daniel 2.21. It says that he changes the times and the seasons. We're talking about God. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. So know that it's God... It's God that changes the season, not us. Sometimes we might get out of line, but God still knows. He's still got the plan. He removes kings and raises up kings. I don't, uh, this may be a little out of line, but I would say that that applies to pastors too. He's got somebody planned. He's got the perfect person for us. So I encourage you, Like the last part of this verse says, He's the one that gives the wisdom. We need to seek that wisdom because He's he's got it in control. He's got it planned out for us. We just need to seek, seek that plan, keep following through with that plan. So things that haven't changed for us because God hasn't changed. Lone Grove Assembly of God We're still to reach out to the lost. We're still to aid those that are hurting. We're still to operate in the power of the Holy Spirit. We're the same people with the same purpose. That's not going to change. So we need to seek that wisdom. We need His plan, not our own. We need His power, not our own. We need His promise because without that we don't have any promises. God's the only one that's going to come through every single time. People are going to fail you. Church members are going to fail you. Deacons are going to fail you. Pastors may fail you. God's not going to fail you. I promise you that. So I'd like us to to come into a time where we would pray if you could put on some music back there that we would seek we would seek God's wisdom as we move into the new season you know this is this is not something that I normally do standing up here speaking the word to you guys but it's something that I was asked to do and felt like it was the place for the message that I was given on Sunday to be delivered so I encourage each and every one of you that God may ask you to do something new he may ask you to do something different I just ask that you would consider his words and that you would obey the word says that obedience is better than sacrifice and that's something that really I didn't get for the longest time but if we obey, if Adam would have obeyed from the beginning, there wouldn't have been a need for the sacrifice of Jesus because God created things perfect in the beginning. When we disobeyed, we fell. We lost that perfection. So Jesus had to be sent so that we could renew that. So I just, I just encourage you to obey the Lord because His plan hasn't changed. He's got the promise to back it up and He's got the power to back it up. I know a lot of people are not here that were here a few weeks ago. I would encourage you that God likes to use what's left. He likes to use the remnant, that's us. Remember those disciples that were in the upper room waiting on the Holy Spirit? I don't know how many of them there was to begin with but I know at the end there was only 120. Some of them left before the Holy Spirit showed up. Don't leave before the Holy Spirit shows up. So I just encourage you to press through and see until the end. So I just go ahead, come, pray. Have a time, seek the Lord.